0: It's not great, but I guess it is what it is. Hey everyone, we're here with a special edition of the Rick and Danny Show. We are live from Top Golf in Jacksonville, Florida. I just watched someone get hit in the head with a golf ball. It's okay, we're fine. No one's hurt. He's okay, there's, don't worry.
1: There's some doctors they
0: here. Alive. The worst doctor you want in emergency is a radiation oncologist. So it's okay, we're, we're here. Um, medical
1: oncologists are not any better either.
0: Right,
2: there are only few medical oncology emergencies. So,
1: so what we're gonna to
0: try to bring you today is Danny and I are gonna have random guests pop in who are here at our event. We're here supporting our foundation, the yeah. Patient Assistance Foundation. Again, as a reminder to everyone out there, all the proceeds from these events and our foundation go directly to patients who are either affected, either the family members of patients or the patients themselves. So it's a really big deal.
2: So, Danny, you want to introduce our guest? Without further ado, Rick, we have Dr. Bajoy Televala with us. He's been in the practice now how many years, Dr. Uh, Televala? 14 years. 14 years. And you don't look a day older for it. <laughs> and
1: I have an interesting story about that. Please. Um, When I started practice, um, there's a patient who came to see me and he said, you're too young to be a doctor. I actually said, yeah, I did not finish medical school and I did a doogie Hauser and he actually walked out of the room thinking that I hadn't done medical school. (laughs) I actually had to bring him back, get the office manager and show him my medical degree and after that, we became best of friends. He still comes and sees me once a year. Uh, I will never forget that story. And that's, and that's when and that's when you worked on your sarcasm. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it was a
0: perfect joke, but just needed yeah. good tuning.
1: You know, the one thing he told me was, Doc, you need to grow some facial hair. So after that, I stopped shaving. <laughs> Fair,
2: enough.
0: Fair enough. And it's easier, too. <laughs> saves water, saves money. Exactly.
2: I agree with you. I rarely check. So... Dr. Talavala, you know, we wanted to talk to you a little bit about social media and how physicians can um, use social media to further their practice, learn from other physicians and um, network around the U.S. So how do you use social media in your practice?
1: So I'm a big Twitter fan. Um, I spend a lot of time on Twitter (laughs) and I think um, it's very helpful to me As well as to my patients. Um, A lot of time new informations come out on social media much before they're presented at meetings and other venues so you get to learn more. The other thing which is very important is you get to learn the pros of the studies and the cons. So you don't hear it from just one part of it. You hear the good, the bad and the ugly and then you try and digest what you think fits for your patient. The other way I think it helps a lot is curbside second opinions with national experts. So I run a lot of polls and over the years I've gotten to know people who are experts in their field and will give me an honest opinion. It saves the patient traveling hundreds of miles to get an opinion and I think that's very helpful for the patient too. That's how I use social media. Um, It has downsides too. I have people come in and say, my social media is entertaining. I'm not sure exactly what they mean. Um, I'll take it with a grain of salt. Um, But overall, I think it's much more helpful for my patients than any
0: downside with it. You know, I think one of the things I find most interesting about it is, if you go to the conferences where they present these studies, They usually have the presenter of course one of the authors typically and then they have a discussant that where they discuss the studies there's really very little pushback ever or questions about things and not that you're looking for picking apart studies or looking at negative aspects but it's very healthy to have a discussion about yeah why, why did why was this chosen as the control arm? why did you decide to use this with your methodology and I think social media provides that opportunity, like you said, Dr. Talabala, to have folks who understand the study, who are part of the recruitment of the study, but then also people who are looking at it from a step back and objective lens to say yeah. you know, it's just it's good commentary when it's done well. And I use and at least what I've seen in medical Twitter is occasionally, but very rarely does it get negative or angry. You know, it's usually right. very, I know. Uh,
2: almost always professional discussions. <laughs> right. And a lot of it is trying to utilize the data in community practice and, and figuring out, you know, a, a new treatment that's come out and, and there's some data published in a big journal, how to utilize that data and can we can we interpret it as a positive study or do we have to wait on more data before we utilize it in practice? and you're right with the conferences, you're going to select for people that, you know, want to walk up to the podium and ask a question, and, and there's usually a panel of experts that answer questions after a big trial is presented, but you're not going to have as, as big of a voice or a, a big enough group of people with opinions on, on the data, and social media allows for that, right?
1: Um, I completely agree with you, Dr. Cassidy and Dr. Kubrinski. Um and the one thing, Dr. Cassidy, you brought up is social media is not to be negative about a person, an institute, or a practice. It's supposed to be an honest discussion. When you say that you do not believe it, it's not that you're saying that the person who practices it is a bad doctor. It's just your viewpoint. And over time, the things which we've all thought were correct turned out to be wrong. And there were things which we thought didn't make sense, made sense. Our goal is to do what is best for our patients, not what is best for us. And if the information changes, we have to be realistic, pragmatic, and honest. I think the one trait we all physicians need to have is the ability to say, I made a mistake, things have changed, I'm recommending this, for so and so reasons Mm -hmm. we cannot sit on our high horse or in our ivory towers and say i know it all none of us know it all we have to learn from each other and a lot to learn from our patients they teach us the most much more than journals do i think i think spot on and any,
0: any person, any doctor that thinks they have all the answers is the worst doctor. That What that also means is, guess what? You're going to be wrong. And yeah. You're going to be wrong a lot, probably. Right. And that's okay. Because things change. Some new data comes out. It's totally okay It's to tell a patient. Uh, yeah. You know, it's so I think that's, hopefully, I think where a lot of doctors in medicine is moving to, uh, away from, I know everything, this is what you should do, and you always listen to me no matter what. So it's just, I think social
2: media just helps
0: magnify
2: that, that opinion. Yeah. There's a lot, of, uh, a lot of gray out there in terms of is there one right thing to do in a situation? No. But you want to talk to your colleagues and people around the, the country who are doing the same as you and figuring out what most people would do in a situation. And I think social media allows you to do that. And then when the patient comes to you in clinic and says, well, why did you choose that treatment for me? You can have a better conversation and explanation to the patient and say, you know, there's not one right answer, but this is why I chose this for you. You know,
1: Um, Dr. Kubrinsky, I think you bring up a great point. When we tell a patient that we recommend whatever treatment it might be, we have to explain why we are choosing one over the other. And sometimes there is great data and sometimes there is less data. And we have to be honest and say, this is what I know right now, in six, 12, 18 months, I might tell you something different, but I can only deal with what I know today. Honesty is the best policy. Um, and I think that's very crucial to how we take care of our patients.
2: Well, I, for example, and, and the explanations, I agree with you, I think we need to explain why we're giving a treatment and go over exactly what they're getting, you you know, you don't want to overwhelm patients with details that can lead to more anxiety, but, for example, I saw a patient who said, I'm getting chemotherapy, you know, in the next couple of days, um, and I said, well, what did they tell you about the treatment? And that's all they, all they heard from the, from the physician, I'm getting chemotherapy. And I mean, we're, we're not doing a good job if that's the case, right? Because it it should be much more than that. And um, there needs to be explanation about side effects, about expectations of treatment. And um, yeah, I I use social media. I mean, we have a a Microsoft Teams platform where we discuss cases constantly in clinic. Like during clinic, there's cases being discussed. And that's not social media, but it's, it's a way that we can network with our colleagues and figure out what the best... Way the man how of how is. should I
0: feel about it that you've left me <laughs> off these discussions? I, 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 these are uh, <laughs> <laughs> discussions yeah, you're I, not I, interested <laughs> in. Come on, I'm, I'm a benign so, hematologist. You guys
1: know so, um, <laughs> um, Rick wants Dr. Cassidy wants to become a benign hematologist. Um, <laughs> yes. I, I have, have gl- a very good mentor <laughs> in Dr. Tellovall.
0: <Talabar. laughs> yeah, he um, does. He does. So.
1: um... Yeah, I, I think we should get Dr. Cassidy involved. But his only answer would be no comment. So we leave it for that reason. Um, <laughs> an hour on.
0: Everything's
2: an hour I know that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> not
1: good. Not Whatever good. it is, not, not good. good. Um, I, I mean, um, telling a patient that I what I don't know gives the patient some confidence. Especially when you tell them, I will try and find out. And that's where social media can be important. You have a challenging case and you can go ahead and say, listen, this is a very rare case. I've looked up the literature, but there are a couple of things I'm not 100% sure. Let me ask three national experts who know much more. The patient feels happy. Right. You are doing your best to give them an answer. Um, And I think that's another role for social media, per se. So that's where I see social media. To me, it's another tool that I can advocate for my patients, where I can help them out in the short term as well as the long term.
0: Right. I think think it just
1: democratizes
0: information and knowledge and allows voices that may have not had a chance to express themselves to express themselves. And you get really a full sample of from the top academic experts to the community, positions and everyone in between, gives, gives that perspective. Because, yeah. you know, it's at least what I see is a lot of times the trial patient or what they can do in an academic setting may not be what happens in real life in the community, so how do you find balance in that? How do you find the right solution? So I think it's a, hopefully one of the, As a country and as as the media we like to advertise the negative aspects of social media because there are quite a bit of a lot of negative aspects but i think this is one of the times where it's actually one of
2: the many positives of social media right uh, yeah and it's it's specific social media sites we're not talking about every single social social media platform out there that's um, utilized by physicians to communicate about patient cases though there's certain sites or certain platforms that are better at that to open up dialogue and ask questions and um, have good physician feedback about cases so
1: so the one thing I'll say is as a physician who uses social media we have to make sure we put no patient identifying information out there mm-hmm. it is not fair on the patient um, Also, we shouldn't put any comments, what your colleagues have made with their names on it. Because this is not a forum to put someone down. This is not a forum to say, oh, I am better than Dr. XYZ. We are all equal. We are all humans. We are here to take care of patients. This is not a one-upmanship show. This is finally about the patients how I can help the patient sitting in front of me with the best available knowledge I have or I can gather from my colleagues.
0: I think it's very well said. Yes. I'm going to use this as an opportunity to peer pressure you. We're going to have you back on the podcast for a full episode where I really can pick your brain about what I want to pick your brain about, Dr. Televala. Okay. Uh, I promise to come back. Uh, you hear that, everyone who's
2: listening, all however many of you there are. I'm going to hold them to it. We're going to hold them to it. We're going to hold them to it, and we'd be thrilled to have them in the podwalk. Uh, are you going to
1: keep hold my paycheck till you get me on it? I don't have that authority. No, we
2: don't. We but don't. I may
0: be able to block some clinic time. <laughs> yeah. uh, I like that. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you again, Dr. Tom Vaughan, for Th- joining us. Thank you, Dr. Cassidy.
2: Thank you, Dr. Yeah.
1: Koprinsky. Thank you.